Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily, today discussing the best and worst salary cap situations around the NFL. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code PFF for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia, 888-532-3500. All right, Sam, free agency right around the corner. So let's take a look at all of the cap situations at the top and the bottom end of the spectrum. Let's start with the best salary cap situations right now using our friends over at Over the Cap. Who you got at the top? It's an interesting group. Um, There's a lot of teams that are rebuilding, and those are the teams you expect to be at the top. The Jags have the most cap space in the NFL. The Jets are number three. They're right up there. Uh, The Bengals are pretty high. But then there's a bunch of teams that, you know, are not firmly in the rebuilding um, camp, or at least uh, aren't quite there. And the Colts have the second most cap space in the entire NFL. And they're like, I mean, they were in the playoffs last year. They clearly need a quarterback obviously that's their biggest issue right now but they have money to play with to to throw at this roster that's already pretty good I think that is what stands out to me is the five teams that have the most cap space right now Jaguars Colts Jets Patriots football team all teams that need a quarterback all teams that not necessarily tied to any quarterback with a big salary cap number. So those numbers will change just by getting some guys in there or potentially within the Colts case, maybe trying to add a Carson Wentz. And, you know, New England's the interesting one to me there because we just had a PFF daily. Hey, can they win a, can they win a championship, right? And, and, and things are low in New England right now coming off their season last year, but they had bad cap space last year. They spent $14 million on starting guard Joe Tooney. The Patriots, I know they have to figure out the quarterback situation, but they have a lot of room here as far as money and draft capital to really reshape that roster. It's a huge offseason in New England. Yeah, and look, there's a lot of teams that are towards the end of having some money to play with that are actually in pretty good position. Obviously, you expect teams like the Jags and the Jets to be up there, but the Patriots, I think, could be pretty good pretty quickly if they may if they find the quarterback and a couple of answers at receiver Washington were in the playoffs the Colts were in the playoffs Denver have been moving in the right direction have a really good team if they can just get some kind of answer at quarterback Miami are right behind them again a team that's playoff caliber if they can just take a little jump at quarterback and could potentially be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, even teams, you know, the the Bucs won the Super Bowl and they have a a ton of money to play with. Cleveland has a ton of money still from when they threw all their resources to deploy and create the kind of team that made the postseason this year. There's a lot of good teams with actually quite a lot of money to spend, even though the cap hasn't just been going up and up and up um, because of this sort of uh, COVID-affected revenue year. The Bucks and the Browns are the two interesting ones to me. The Bucks uh, right now 12th in just overall cap space per over the cap and they have a lot of guys to re-sign, but I think they have some they have the room and the flexibility to bring back a lot of their guys. Their offseason is going to be really about rolling it back, you know, bringing Chris yeah. Godwin back, bringing back Shaq Barrett, or figuring out if they want to bring back Levante David at linebacker and Dominican Sue. 
Uh, so they definitely have some decisions to make there, but they have the flexibility. And the Browns are the interesting one, too, because we talk about the Colts at the top. Colts were at the top last year as well, and they didn't go crazy spending. They had Philip Rivers lose them, but the Browns were near the top last the last couple of years, and they spent a little money the last couple of years, got to the playoffs, but still sitting there with a pretty solid cap situation. And as you said, they just made the playoffs. Well, the Colts effectively had to trade for DeForest Buckner and hand him a monster contract just to hit the spending floor last season. That's how much salary cap space they had. They're still right up there in terms of some of the most cap space in the NFL. So they're a kind of fascinating team in terms of how they've been building this thing. All right, let's go to the other end. And quoting our good friend Brad Spielberger, the cap expert over here at PFF, when we you know, ran these team names by him. He said, okay, the Saints, Eagles, Steelers, and Falcons are in a league of their own, is his quote, when it comes to being at the bottom end of the league. I think we all know about the Saints on paper, $69 million over the salary cap and a lot of good players that maybe won't be back in New Orleans next year. Yeah, I mean, the Saints are always at the bottom of this list in terms of least cap space they have so little cap space that they obviously have negative cap space at this point until deals are done they need to start making adjustments to get under the cap but they're not alone i mean they've been the bottom team on this thing for a long time but one two three four five six seven eight there's like 10 teams 11 teams that actually have negative salary cap space as of right now and therefore have to make moves just to get under the cap by the time the the league year rolls around, which obviously, you know, happens every single season. But the Saints being like 70 million in the hole, which is still, they've already done work. You know, they were 100 plus million in the hole at one point. Um, It's still a long way to go for them. Let's discuss the Steelers a little bit. GM Kevin Colbert came out in an interview this week talking about, hey, uh, we got to rethink some stuff with Big Ben. We want to bring him back. We might need to restructure and uh, essentially hinting at something needs to be done. And why is that? Because Big Ben is slated to have a cap number of over $41 million for next season, and he's coming off his worst PFF grade since 2006. So, you know, the Steelers know there's got to be some sort of restructure. Maybe they get into the void year territory like the Saints have done with, with Drew Brees. The Steelers are in rough territory with Big Ben making a ton of money, Joe Hayden, Stephon Tuitt, Cameron Hayward, and they just lost Marquise Pouncey potentially to retirement, which helps a little bit, but a lot of players making at least $10 bucks on that team next year. And Roethlisberger is a similar kind of issue to Drew Brees in terms of right now, are they really going to help you win a Super Bowl? Um, for years, they've been willing to carry... Uh, the, the Saints have been willing to carry those sort of monster cap hits for Drew Brees because obviously he was playing at an incredible level and he was the guy that was going to bring you to a Super Bowl if you were going to get one. Ben Roethlisberger, the same thing. We saw the difference just between you know the, the Duck and Mason Rudolph combination and uh, Ben Roethlisberger, even with Roethlisberger not playing anything like the way he's played in the past. But now the way he sort of tailed off can you be confident that at that price, he's the guy that can get you to a championship in 2021 and beyond? And I don't know that that's true anymore. So the Steelers might actually be looking at this and not hoping he retires, but you know, thinking that might be best for everybody involved, but they don't really have a succession plan. Yeah, just like the teams at the top of the list seem to have you know, essentially no quarterback plan or you know, money tied up. The teams at the bottom, as we mentioned, the Saints and the Steelers have money tied up in quarterbacks. 
but then also the Falcons and the Eagles. The Falcons tied to Matt Ryan. The Eagles tied to Carson Wentz, who they're trying to trade, and, you know, his contract hasn't kicked in yet. So the Eagles feel like they're in this situation, though, because they built to peak around their Super Bowl. And then they tried to maintain, maintain, maintain. You can only hold on for so long, and the Eagles are starting to feel what, you know, essentially was, hey, they made a Super Bowl run, and now it's coming back to bite. Yeah, I mean, those. anytime you're in a situation where you have a quarterback on a big money contract and he has not been working out recently, you've got some problems. And that really encompasses basically almost everybody at the bottom end of this. The Saints, we just talked about Breeze declining, the Eagles with Carson Wentz falling off a cliff, Falcons with Matt Ryan, it's probably not the case actually, Steelers, you know, Rams, Jared Goff didn't work out. Uh, it's just this list of quarterbacks like that. And then you get to the Kansas City Chiefs who are probably experiencing the first year of crunch that's going to become, you know, a yearly occurrence for them with the Patrick Mahomes contract. It's not that it's, you know, terribly onerous, but it's going to be something that at least squeezes their cap every single year he's there. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to be just a fascinating case in the in the coming years because hey, you got the foundational piece, they did what they could, you know, to bring Chris Jones back and uh, to get those big pieces there, but what are they going to do around Mahomes for the rest of his career? It's going to be one of the stories of the seasons, circle uh, every single season, and then circling back to the Falcons really quick. They're, they're interesting at number four. I don't think they need to go quarterback, but I think they're going to start looking to the future at quarterback and how do you move on? Do you move on from Matt Ryan? He's going to make over 40 from a cap number standpoint this coming season. They have four players over 20 million for cap numbers this year. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Grady Jarrett, and Jake Matthews. So the Falcons will be interesting to see just how much the new regime tries to make that into a completely reshaped roster starting this offseason. Yeah, the Falcons are an interesting team for a while going forward now. All right, so there you go. It's the best and worst cap situations around the NFL. Be sure to go to PFF.com. We've got all of our free agent coverage there, including... Our top 150 list, which is going to be top 200 by next week. PFF NFL Daily. 